Welcome to the Syndication Closer with Dugan Kelly. We all know that navigating the legal complexities of real estate syndication can be overwhelming. In each episode, we'll provide expert legal analysis, tips, and strategies to help real estate syndicators stay compliant and avoid pitfalls. This show is for anyone involved in real estate syndication, including sponsors, investors, attorneys, and other industry professionals who want to stay up to date on the latest legal developments and best practices. Welcome to the Syndication Closers. We're here with Dugan Kelly, the principal partner for Kelly Clark PC. Dugan, uh, folks, if they don't know who you are, uh, let's uh, let's have you uh, get to know everybody and have them get to know you. How many years have you been practicing law? Thanks, James. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, as James said, my name is Dugan Kelly. I'm a practicing lawyer. Been doing that for over 20 years. Started practicing law in the belly of the beast in Los Angeles back in 2000. Um, practiced in California as a primarily as a as a litigator for a long time. So well over 10 years as a litigator. And then I I realized shortly that I was in the unhappiness game. So regardless of whether my clients were winning at the courthouse steps or in federal court, state court, arbitration, or the boardroom, uh, they didn't like consequently being involved in litigation. And so we started a corporate uh, transactional and securities practice in our law firm uh, after 2010. And since then, that practice has exploded. So now, primarily what I do for clients all around the United States is help them essentially structure their deals as they're acquiring assets, typically with other people's money, how to do that compliantly, uh, generate private placement memorandums, and actually close successfully their transactions, whether they're using debt, equity, or other uh, types of funding for uh, their deals. And that's what I primarily do. That's great. And uh, one of the things that is uh, really, I think, on people's minds, especially when they uh, when they come through your doors, is the security side. It can be uh, fairly complex. It can be a bit intimidating for those who are just starting out. They they don't really understand it all that well or not 100 percent. But uh, let's let's break it down into the basics so that they can understand what is a security? Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, I get asked that a lot, a lot at masterminds or real estate meetups or conferences. Clients say, well, how how either uh it, what if what I'm doing is the sale of a security or how do I theoretically uh, do deals that don't touch on securities? And I always try to explain it the same way, right? It doesn't help you necessarily to understand that this definition of what a security is came out of a famous case back in 1946 called the SEC, that's the Securities and Exchange Commission. That's the regulatory body in the United States that governs and has jurisdiction over 27,000 registered broker-dealers, registered investment advisors, exchanges, third parties, people that are buying and selling what the SEC calls securities. Well, in that particular case, the SEC actually defined what a security is and and what they basically said is it's an investment in a common enterprise uh, with a reasonable expectation of profit derived solely from the entrepreneurial efforts of others. 
Now, somebody's like, well, that sounds like 1946 speak, right? It's not like common English. So what does that really mean? So I usually say, hey, here's the rule of thumb. The rule of thumb on whether it's the sale of the securities is if the seller's purpose is raising capital. So that's somebody that's the seller in this is somebody asking somebody for money. If that person asking somebody for money, their purpose behind that ask is raising capital and the buyer's purpose, that's the investor, that's the person listening to the person that's asking for money. If their purpose is receiving profit, then it is likely a security. And as such, it touches on this vast body of law called uh, securities laws. And that's why it's an in the, <laughs> that's why it's almost indispensable for you to have a team around you when you're in the business of acquiring assets. Doesn't really matter what the asset is. And you're in order to acquire ownership in that asset, you're really raising uh, passive uh, uh, investments from individuals or third parties and engaging in what the SEC calls the sale of security. That's a very long-winded, lawyerly-like answer to the question of like, how do we actually define and figure out whether what I'm doing is the sale of the security. There's more to come on the Syndication Closer with Dugan Kelly. Throughout his 20-year career, Dugan Kelly, principal partner at Kelly Clark PC, has assisted clients in structuring real estate transactions in excess of $10 billion. He has tried numerous cases in state and federal courts with over $100 million in verdicts and settlements. Kelly Clark takes the tenacity and intensity of trial law and applies it to real estate and securities law. We provide syndication and security services for clients throughout the United States, assisting clients in all phases of their acquisition and sale of commercial and residential real estate assets. We also advise real estate investors and other entrepreneurs about entity selection, corporate formation, risk assessment, and other related transactional needs. The road to ownership does not have to be perilous. You can tap into the power of our signature syndication navigation system. It is designed to effectively guide you beyond all the hang-ups and roadblocks that get in the way of safely and efficiently closing deals. Kelly Clark's Road to Ownership provides you with an overview of our 10-step proprietary system, a 10-part video series where we walk you down the Road to Ownership step-by-step -step and the exact help syndicators need to get past the 10 roadblocks to closing the deal. To get instant access to your roadmap, Click the link in the show description or go to syndicationcloser.com. That's syndicationcloser.com. Syndicationcloser.com. The road to ownership from Kelly Clark PC. Trusted legal advisors. to the syndication closer with Dugan Kelly. Well, let's say that I've got a potential deal in the works. And we've touched on this already, but I'm sure you get this 
question constantly of how do I do this? How do I do this legally? And since we're talking about securities, inevitably the question comes up, do you need a license to do this? Yeah, that's a great, those are, these are all great questions. So it's, it's, this is an amazing industry. One, first, first and foremost, the fact that people are able to leverage investments by other people uh, to acquire assets that will produce returns, right? Returns for both for the passive investor as well as the sponsor, operator, syndicator. Those terms are used interchangeably with one another. Those individuals that put the deal together, that out of their brainchild, they say, hey, I'm going to go buy this asset. James has an asset that he's about to buy. Let's say it's an apartment building. And James looks in his wallet and he thinks to himself, man, I don't have enough money in order to put forth the down payment that the bank is going to require me to have so that I could buy the apartment building and get the keys of that asset and then essentially start to make money through rents and other revenue that's generated by the apartment building. So, uh, but if I still think, hey, I really want to do this deal, how could I do this deal? Well, the syndication aspect of it allows you a perfect mechanism in order for James to be able to accomplish that. Now, how is he going to do that? How is James going to be able to do that? Well, first and foremost, he, he comes, he knocks on the door, and we sit down and we talk about what his purpose is, what his mission is, how he intends to generate returns for his investors, what his business plan theoretically looks like. And then we begin the slow, painstaking process of putting together the most appropriate structure for him to legally and compliantly sell securities in order so that he could buy that apartment building. And it usually entails we are forming another entity, an entity that James will in part sell off to passive investors. So James might say, hey, I want to keep 20% or 30% of the deal for myself for all the time and effort that I put into the deal. I want to keep that. But yet I want to sell off in chunks or fractional slices to passive investors the remainder of that limited liability company that limited partnership or a corporation, he's going to sell off to investors. The money that investors uh, send into James for that, that sale, that's the sale of securities. And they do so through what we call the private placement memorandum process. Now, it doesn't have to be confusing or um, uh, very challenging or complex or like nerve wracking. The private placement process is the process by which lawyers are able to legally and compliantly provide you a structure, uh, meaning you, the sponsor, operator, syndicator, such that you would be able to go raise that uh, money. And it typically involves a couple of key ingredients. So regardless of whether you're buying an apartment building, a donut shop, a piece of raw land, a skyscraper or other types of assets, even outside of the real estate sphere, what we see uh, as practitioners are the key ingredients inside that PPM tend to be the same. Meaning regardless of what how it looks, the wrapper, the presentation, the formatting, the style, that can all change depending on the lawyer that's actually drafting it and putting it together. But at its core, the core essence of all these things, uh, the key ingredients stay the same. And that is 
risks. We want to always inform our investors of all the potential risks associated with the transaction such that they're uh, they're able to make a knowledgeable, informed decision about not only the merits associated with the transaction, but also the risks associated. We want them to see your business plan. So that's another key ingredient. We want to know, okay, I understand all the risks associated with the transaction, but what are the benefits? Like, you know, what is actually being sold? Uh, where is it located if it's a piece of real property? Um all of the potential returns or your estimate of what those returns theoretically look like. That's the business plan. So we have risks. We have the business plan. We also want to make sure that it is what the SEC calls suitable for you to invest, because not every deal uh, is a suitable investment. It, uh, there are certain investments that are only for accredited investors. Accredited investors are typically individuals whose net worth is north of a million dollars, backing out the value of their primary residence, or they have made in the last two taxable years at least $200,000, or in combination with their spouse, $300,000, with a reasonable expectation of making that in the year in which they invest. If you fall into that category and the offering itself is only for accredited investors, then it might be suitable for you to be able to invest. If, you're, if your income or your net worth isn't such that you fall into that category of accredited investors, then it would not be suitable for you to invest into that opportunity, right? So that we see risks, right? Business plan, suitability. We have what we call a subscription agreement. That subscription agreement is the legally binding document that basically says, the seller who's asking for the money is willing to take this amount of money and sell you X amount of interest in the entity that is being sold. And the buyer's purpose, right? The person listening to, to the ask for money says, yeah, I've looked at this. I think this is good. It's probably suitable for me. I want to engage in that. And they'll uh, fill out the subscription form and they sign that. And they sign that and there's money that's exchanged. That's that process of subscription. Uh, and then last but not least important, this is, this is one of the most important things, is what is the legally governing document that will exist throughout the life cycle of the investor's position in that entity? And in most cases, that's an operating agreement or a limited partnership agreement or a shareholder agreement. And that really governs what the passive investor, the investor can expect as far as voting, distributions, sale of the asset, potentially who is governing the entity, all of those things, as well as sale, potential redemption rights, other things like that. Those key things are going to be set forth in that document because uh, and, and you should always be able to see that in your private placement memorandum. So those, James, are some of the key ingredients that everyone that's looking at a private placement uh, memorandum, whether you're going to invest or whether you're someone who's trying to put together a deal to get other people to invest into, those are the key ingredients that will be in your PPM as well. And. And we're not just talking about this in the abstract. This is uh, what goes on all the time with deals and with clients who come through our doors. 
uh, trying to structure things like this. Uh, is there any sort of story or real life example that you're able to uh, share with us of uh, perhaps a successful transaction or uh, just anecdotes or anything that uh, you're able to share with the audience? We, we, we love helping people. So some of the, the best stories that we have are clients that are able to get their very first deal. So there's, there's somebody that is potentially working in a highly uh, in, in their own career, but they're wanting to create financial freedom, not just for themselves, but most of the people that I talk to are missional in purpose, missional in their lives. They want to actually be able to give back and sow seeds of financial prosperity in their children's lives or their families' lives. Uh, and so for many people that get into this space to syndicate, they have a prior career, right? They're doing something else and they're successful at it, but they want to be able to generate passive income to be able to become financially free. And maybe, the, maybe their why is different than your why. That's totally fine. But at the end of the day, we get such pleasure and joy in being able to help people uh, get across the finish line in their very first deal. So if you're somebody that's listening to this right now and you're trying to think to yourself, well, maybe I don't have enough experience. Maybe uh, um, uh, to speak to somebody like uh, Dugan or James or to contact their firm. That's not true. We want to we want to give you the confidence and encourage you in your journey. Now, not every not every deal is one that you need to acquire. So I think when you're starting on this journey, setting very realistic steps in both uh, for success as well as growing your base and uh, speaking to your the people that are surrounding the people that will likely most likely invest in you. Those are people that know you, like you, trust you. Um, it's important to have realistic time frames as well as realistic goals. But you should never be uh, paralyzed by analysis. So if you're never going to act, you're never going to profit. You're never going to you're never going to advance in your goals. Um, but having a, a team member like us who will help encourage you and keep you on track and then really to the extent you need it, hold your hand or uh, push you, nudge you, pull you across the finish line and make sure that your syndication actually closes, actually is successful. That's what I take great joy and pleasure in. And thankfully, we were able to do that for a lot of clients last year and the year before that, the year before that, the year before that. And every, every year, uh, we look forward to adding new clients and making tremendous, impactful changes in people's lives, including their families' lives. That's what it's all about. And one of the things that you did mention is that uh, certain, depending on how it's structured, some of these investments may not be for everybody. Sometimes it's something that's uh, good for a sophisticated yet unaccredited investor. And then there are certain ones that are strictly for accredited investors. We'll get into that one in the next episode. Thanks for listening to The Syndication Closer with Dugan Kelly. Follow us on social media and visit our website, syndicationcloser.com, so you don't miss an episode. Just click the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving us a review. We'll see you next time.
The preceding program was presented for information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be personalized legal, financial, investing, accounting, or tax advice.